0: Welcome to Treasure Valley Podcast. I am your host, Chuck O'Noctane. This episode is produced and sponsored by Lower Gentry Studios. Lower Gentry Studios' mission is to bake thought-provoking content and serve it with integrity. You can enjoy as many helpings as you want because, hey, we're all going to die in the end anyway. If you go visit www.lowergentrystudios.com, you can check out a plethora of original content, which includes a couple of feature films, a web series, and live musical performances that occurred here inside of this podcast studio. I hope everybody had a fantastic week because this Has been an eventful week outside of our planet. Let me share some extraterrestrial news.
1: news.
0: That theme song was inspired by astronauts and written by aliens. Astronomers this week took an awesome picture of Jupiter. This is from gemini.edu. Researchers, using a technique known as Lucky Imaging with the Gemini North Telescope on Hawaii's Mount Akea, have collected some of the highest resolution images of Jupiter that have ever been obtained from the ground. These images, when combined with the Hubble and Juno observations, reveal that lightning strikes and some of the largest storm systems that create them are formed in and around large convection cells over deep clouds of water, both ice and liquid. The new observations also confirm that dark spots in the famous great red spot are actually gaps in the cloud cover and are not due to cloud color variations. Unfortunately, this is a podcast, so I can't show you the image. However, we have something that's just as good as this high-resolution, beautiful, extraterrestrial JPEG. It's a description by our science correspondent, Randy.
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, there's a big circle, and it's kind of orange, and it's got some lines around it. On the, around the circle, there's uh, black uh, outer space, and in the circle, it's different uh, parts. There's a line, a middle line, and it's kind of orange, and it's weavy. All right, Randy had a lot to describe there.
0: Uh, we might check back with him later. NASA wants to build a base on the moon. They're trying to figure out how to do that. One possible solution is astronaut P. It turns out that lunar soil, when you combine it with urea, a chemical in urine, it turns into a malleable substance that eventually hardens, just like concrete. So if you ever travel to the moon, make sure you hold it until you get there. Aliens might be able to exist without oxygen. For the first time, researchers have identified an animal that gets by without breathing oxygen. It's a relative of the jellyfish. It gets its energy from some other mysterious source. Unlike any other multicellular organism on the planet, this one lacks mitochondria. Mitochondria are structures inside of cells that turn oxygen into energy. In another experiment, researchers investigated how well two different kinds of microbes grew in a lab in 100% hydrogen. These two microbes were E. coli, which lacks a nucleus, and yeast, which has one. Although neither microorganism normally lives in environments dominated by hydrogen, the scientists found both could reproduce switching from their preferred oxygen-consuming metabolism to less efficient anaerobic processes. So aliens could exist on hydrogen planets, which is the most abundant chemical in the universe. That's why it's number one on the periodic table. I was already convinced that aliens exist, but now I'm certain. My goal is to build them a monolith on the moon. In the meantime, I'm going to stay hydrated until I do. That's what's happening in space. Let's talk about what's going on in the Treasure Valley. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on in the Treasure Valley? Today, Idaho enters phase two of reintroducing humans into the population of humans. So that means dine-in restaurants, hair and nail salons, indoor gyms will be allowed to reopen. They need to meet social distancing guidelines, sanitation guidelines. You know, the usual stuff. The governor also made a surprise announcement. He's decided to move bars from stage four to stage three, meaning they could possibly reopen as soon as May 30th. A lot of bars are opening up here in Canyon County, but we'll see if that works or not in a couple more weeks. All right. There was a sensational headline that I read this week from KTVB that really got me. This was the headline. Over 20 Idaho beef plant workers sickened with coronavirus. I clicked the article. I read it because there are other instances of meatpacking plants having coronavirus outbreaks, and I wanted to know if that was happening here in our area. It turns out that the 20 total employees that tested positive for coronavirus were cumulative since March 11th. Obviously, KTVB was using fear from previous meatpacking plant outbreaks to gain an audience but I find terrifying headlines inspirational. So I'm going to read you some sensational headlines that are either from our writing department or reputable news sources while playing some carousel music. Are you spreading coronavirus unknowingly? Could easing stay-at-home restrictions lead to a bloodbath? Death risk from house collapse soars during stay-at-home order. Do you know what chemicals are in your drinking water? Man suffers stroke after making habit of eating daily. How to identify a serial killer next door. Coronavirus may never go away, World Health Organization warns. Woman gains 15 pounds after eating this healthy food. Wet surfaces are a playground for deadly black mold. Heart attack linked to sedentary lifestyle. Athletes suffers seizure during marathon training. Can you tell which of those headlines were real and which
1: were manufactured?
0: I have no idea. Recently, I've been seeing a lot of Facebook friends posting personality test results. Have you ever taken a personality test online? Which Ninja Turtle are you? Which office character are you? Which Golden Girl are you? Obviously, these things are created for entertainment plus to mine your personal data but personality tests are an important piece in the history of charlatans versus gullible people In 1948, Bertram Fore wanted to show his psych students that astrology was a load of shit, and he did so in a clandestine manner. He gave them all a test that he claimed would identify key aspects of their personality, and after a week, he gave them all their individualized results. This is one student's personality profile. I'm going to read you a few points here. You have a great need for other people to like and admire you. You have a tendency to be critical of yourself. You have a great deal of unused capacity, which you have not turned to your advantage. While you have some personality weaknesses, you are generally able to compensate for them. Your sexual adjustment has presented problems for you. And it goes on like that. After the students all read their individualized personality profiles, they rated how accurate they felt the test was on a scale of 0 to 5, 5 being extremely accurate. The class as a whole gave an average rating of four. After four received their ratings, he then told them it was a hoax. He had given them all the exact same information, the exact same personality profiles that he compiled from various horoscopes he collected at a newsstand. Why do people believe in personality tests, astrologists, spiritual mediums, all this other nonsense? It has to do with what's now called the Forer effect. It was previously called the Barnum effect in honor of P.T. Barnum. Now, the Barnum effect is a tendency to accept certain information as true, such as character assessments or horoscopes, even when the information is so vague, it's essentially worthless. P.T. Barnum was famous for elaborate hoaxes. He created an animal one time that was called the Fiji Mermaid. He had a taxidermist attach the body of a monkey to the tail of a fish. It helped him sell a lot of tickets to his freak show. He was quoted as saying... There is a sucker born every minute. There's no proof he actually ever said that. However, he had a reputation of being a little bit of a shyster. Although, in his writing, he was adamant about using deception solely for entertainment purposes. He despised other charlatans that claimed they could communicate with the dead. He felt like they were fleecing grieving people out of their money. In his book, The Humbugs of the World, he offered $500 to any medium who could prove his power to communicate with the dead. He even testified against a spiritual photographer, William Mumler, in a trial in 1869. Barnum hired a photographer to explain the ease with which you could use double exposures to create a ghost-like image inside of a portrait. Barnum also explained to the jury other tricks of the trade that were used by Mumler to dupe general population. Anyway, we have a modern-day P.T. Barnum. His name's James Randi. He's still alive. He's not doing much. He had a foundation that offered a million dollars to anyone who could demonstrate a supernatural or paranormal power inside of a lab. That million dollars was available from 1964 until 2015, and nobody was able to claim that prize. Back to the Fore Effect, or the Barnum Effect, further studies since Fore's original test on his class has shown that the effect is universal. It's been observed in many different countries across various cultures. There are variations in what people deem as accurate general information. People give higher accuracy ratings to bogus personality inventories when they, one, believe the analysis applies only to him or her, and thus the person is able to add his or her own meaning to each statement. Number two, The person believes in the authority of the evaluator or of the test. And three, any results are mostly positive. The method in which personality profiles are presented can also affect the extent to which people believe them, such as including individual information like names, addresses, dates. People will give them higher accuracy ratings, regardless of whatever information is contained in them. You might be thinking to yourself, what about those Quote unquote scientific personality tests. The most famous of which is likely the Myers Briggs test. Now, the Myers Briggs rates you on four different scales and it gives you a corresponding letter. So there are 16 possible personality types. The first scale it rates you on is extroversion versus introversion, E versus I. The next is sensing versus intuition, S versus N. They use the I in the previous scale. The third is thinking versus feeling. T versus F. The final is judging versus perceiving, J versus P. I'm going to read you two personality descriptions that are supposed polar opposites. The first is I-S-T-J, introversion, sensing, thinking, and judging. Quiet, serious, earned success by thoroughness and dependability. Practical, matter-of-fact, realistic, and responsible. Decide logically what should be done and work toward it steadily regardless of distractions. Take pleasure in making everything orderly and organized. Their work, their home, their life, value, traditions, and loyalty. Here is the other personality type. ENFP, extroversion, intuition, feeling, perceiving. Warmly enthusiastic and imaginative. See life as full of possibilities. Make connections between events and information very quickly, and confidently proceed based on the patterns they see. Want a lot of affirmation from others, and readily give appreciation and support. Spontaneous and flexible. Often rely on their ability to improvise and their verbal fluency. Businesses use the Myers-Briggs to decide if people will fit into certain positions and whether or not they may or may not be successful at specific jobs. I've taken something similar to this in several different job interviews I've had throughout the past. Now, with the Myers-Briggs, what they found is 50% of the people who take it get completely different results after five weeks. So if you were listening to those opposite personality types that I just read out loud, you'll notice that they do fit into the guidelines of this is a lot of positive traits that they're focusing on, not very many negative and it's very astrological. There is no personality test that they have ever seen that ever predicts anything. Psychology leans towards environmental factors being more influential on your behavior than your underlying personality. Personality can change from one situation to the next, i.e., you wouldn't behave the same way in a church as you would in a bar, most likely, unless you're mentally ill. Who knows? So I think we should end with a joke from a hat.
1: you read it, will bet that you make someone laugh. It's Joe from a ad
0: righty. I forgot my pork pie hat at a PICA support group meeting. I never saw it again. That's sad. Thank you all for joining me this week. Go to www.treasurevalleypodcast.com to catch back episodes or... You can just follow us on whatever podcast software or app you listen to your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Randy, why don't you describe Jupiter on our way out?
1: Uh, there's a dark line above it and below it. And and then there's a cap. And before that cap, there's an orange spot and it waves around. And then there's some little circle on the right side of that up the up there and then there's a a little circle and a little circle and then this a, a, a circle the same color and size as the one circle that I said two circles before and then there's a big uh, top part and that one is different colors mostly orange um, but uh, uh, there's gray in there too, and then the bottom part has a line below the other line, and then another one, and then a, b- a bottom part that is like a, a, a bottom cap part, and then the dots are pretty bright in the, the dot part, uh, and then it's dark, and then there's a dot, and then there's another dark part, and a dot. And on the very bottom, it's kind of just uh, orange, and that's what Jupiter looks like.